0: Hey guys, this is Christopher Sean, a.k.a. Kazuta Ziono, and you are listening to Radio Dakar.
1: Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is our review of The Mandalorian, Chapter 11 The Heiress. Uh, written, of course, by John Favreau and directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. And what, what can you say? Uh, it's Bo Katan in live action. And it was just an incredible episode. Little Han was excited to talk about it. I uh, will get to him in just a moment. And uh, there's plenty to go through because after all the, the hope and the speculation, a decade after voicing the character for the first time on The Clone Wars, and then later on on Rebels, Katie Sackhoff played Bo-Katan in a Star Wars and uh, that's what, well, I would, that's not just what everybody's talking about, because we got Frog Family Reunion and Cable Knit Sweaters in the Galaxy and just so much cool stuff to go over. Um, so we'll get right into it. Um, but yeah, let's get to uh, to Little Han. He, uh, uh, well, <laughs> the last couple of weeks I have... Just recorded his instant reaction after the episode aired, but he wanted to take a little more time and uh, uh, gather his thoughts so he could uh, talk more about it. So, uh, let's get to the Little Han channel, then I'll be back for the full review.
0: And hello! Welcome back to Little Han's channel. So, well, we're talking about... Chapter 11 of season Mandalorian number 2. So, what I thought about it was, like, there was this Mandalorian named Bo-Katan, and she tried to get, if you ever watch the Clone Wars, be, be waiting. She said that the Mandalorian might find Ahsoka from Mandalorian. Wait, no, no, no. The Konglers, yeah. So, if you ever watch the Konglers, please be a fan of that. <laughs> so, what I thought about the episode, the best thing was. Wait, wasn't that season 10? When Baby Yoda ate the eggs?
1: Yeah, that was chapter 10.
0: Yeah, but that was my, my... Wait, didn't they babysit him? Yeah, they did. Yeah, my favorite part was they babysitted him. And I, and I almost thought I ate an egg. What are you eating? I am eating... Welcome back to Little Han's channel. And we are doing season 11 part 2. So we're having the old host... Hi. <laughs> so, what? So what happened was after we talked about Boca Town in the previous episode, if you missed it, but we are actually going to tell a sort of secret that Boca Town. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Katan, um, What the Mandalorian... Do what?
1: What, about Ahsoka?
0: No. We already did that in yep. season one. Oh,
1: okay. I, don't know. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> well, uh... If we ever do a part
0: three, I will tell you about it in chapter 12 or part three. Mm. If I ever... Oh, yeah. It was... That we never saw Boba Fett's armor after chapter 10.
1: Well, I'm guessing it's still on the ship. Hopefully it didn't fly out when he had the the, the hangar.
0: Yeah, by the way, on chapter 10... We're talking about chapter 10. (laughs) This is chapter 11, but... On chapter 10, if you didn't know, these big spiders came out. Yeah, it was weird, but... By the way... Since it's almost Thanksgiving, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope to see you on Chapter Twelve or Chapter Eleven Part Three, <laughs> if we ever do that. I will tell you about the secret. If I, oh yeah, I literally just remember no, the secret. The secret was that um the Mandalorian let Baby Yoda get babysit. Didn't I even tell you? Uh, oh. and. When he, I thought he ate an egg, but he probably ate something else.
1: Well, he ate that thing that was on the ship at the end.
0: Yeah, he ate that. He ate that spider that was on the ship. Not the kind of what.
1: what, what. It kind of looked like a like a starfish with teeth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It kind of looked like a blue starfish with teeth.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of cool things on Trask. I like that (laughs) planet, or it's a moon. Yeah.
0: So they went on this Imperial shuttle with Bo-Katan and then they shot all these stormtroopers because it's like right between, I think, we'll talk about Force Awakens if we haven't, but it's right near the battle of Jakku and Endor.
1: Yeah, it's about five years after Endor. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and four, yeah, four years after Jakku, that's right.
0: Four so, years after jeku five yeah. years
1: after... So, so we found out there's... I mean, we already knew there were some Imperials around, but, you know, they mentioned there's a fleet and that Moff Gideon's probably in charge of that, so maybe we'll see that this season. Wait.
0: The Imperial said that? So that might be the fleet in IX.
1: No, not the... No, not the new... Uh, the Final Order fleet. Maybe... Maybe when... Um, like the at, oh, Fleet
0: of the Republic?
1: No, because after Jakku, um, some of the Imperials went to the unknown regions, and that's where they created the f- the First Order. And then, you know, Palpatine was there on Exegol. But I've always wondered maybe there was more of the old uh, the Empire left, and they stuck around trying to, you know, still be important. So Moff Gideon's in charge of this Imperial remnant, and so maybe they decide- they're the ones who took over um, on Mandalore. So that's why Bo-Katan, you know, had the Darksaber taken, and...
0: And that's how Sabine got the Darksaber.
1: No, Sabine got the Darksaber from Maul, and then she gave it to Bo-Katan on Rebels, and that's the last time we saw her before last night, or before this episode, so... Maybe, like, after that happened, Moff Gideon led the the Empire on Mandalore, and they kind of took over, and he got the Darksaber from her, and so that's... That's probably what they want to do is, you know, can you imagine like a big Mandalorian versus Empire fight on Mandalore? That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. So, what, if you ever think anything is good, watch season two Mandalorian. I bet you'll like it. In chapter nine, I know, I remember that we mentioned about Boba Fett. It, It was probably just a clone.
1: No, I think that was Boba Fett. Well, no,
0: how do you know?
1: Well, because like oh the, yeah,
0: all the clones died.
1: Uh, they they either died or they're really old. Uh, like you know, Rex. He's probably still around. He fought at Endor.
0: Or Stormtroopers, they could turn stone Stormtroopers.
1: Some of them, yeah.
0: Because you know, they the Emperor said execute Order sixty six. That means execute like the good guys.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this this season's been pretty cool. I've I've enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, we've been
0: talking for like five minutes and forty something seconds.
1: Yeah, hey, there's a lot to talk about this episode. Yeah, yeah. and we've still got uh, five more this season.
0: So. Yeah, until season three.
1: That's right. Yeah, we go. If
0: you don't wait for season three, I have no idea. <laughs> By the way, I'm playing with a spoon and a quarter and some candy, and I'm just. I'm trying to fling it up, catch it.
1: I know, we're just relaxing, and I'm, I'm enjoying, enjoying talking this. about this. Story. Yeah, I'm enjoying talking about it with you.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: All right, is there anything else you'd like from the episode before we wrap up?
0: May the force be with you.
1: May the force be with
0: you? Actually, may the force be with you. <laughs>
1: or
0: may the floss be with you. May the little horn be with you.
1: Yes, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> May the little Han be with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's just go ahead and run through the episode. Uh, So after the adventures on the ice planet last week, uh, the Razor Crest is beat up, but it's heading towards Trask. And we get that shot from the trailer, Um, just a beautiful shot of it heading over the gas giant. And, you know, we could tell that, you know, the hangar bay door was down and, uh, one of the engines was smoking, so we, you know, we knew there was going to be something bad and we found out what that was, so uh, they're approaching uh, the moon and have to make a really unsafe landing. And as, after I watched the episode for the first time and I thought about it, you know, with uh, the burn of reentry and, you know, heading towards the water and then, you know, having a splashdown, even though they kind of landed, I thought man, that seems like, you know, it's like the scene in Apollo 13. And I, and I wondered, um, I even tweeted to um, uh, John Hoey at um, Resistance Broadcast. It's like, I wonder if Bryce Dallas Howard did that as an homage to her dad, who directed Apollo 13. And then, I mean, it was just a few hours later that somebody created a side-by-side of the footage from Apollo 13 and the Mandalorian and sure enough, I mean, it matched really well. And then they tweeted it to, to Bryce and, uh, she confirmed it. So that is really cool. Apollo 13 is just one of my favorite movies. That's one of those I can watch anytime. Uh, just a beautifully done thing. And for her to honor her dad with that scene was just awesome. Um, mm. I mean, just the how tense that was, and of course we get our first appearance of the Mon Calamari and the the Till cable knit sweater, um, just like being nonchalant about it. Uh, yeah, the, the the humor where he actually lands, but then it goes into the water was pretty pretty funny. Um, and they and they get to use the a, the Adat cranes that were a concept art for Solo. They were going to be. On uh, Corellia you know at the shipyards um, so th- that's a really cool reuse plus it makes sense you know you could justify it as you know, post Imperial defeat so they're repurposing the equipment other than just leaving it for scrap like on Jakku for example so that was really cool and then we get uh, Frog Lady uh, finding Frog Man. I hope they get names at some point, um, but they're re reunited. Just a sweet moment. Um, you you don't you don't get something that pure in Star Wars often. I mean, Star Wars is great and, and has its own excitement and you know heartwarming moments. But just to see a family come back together like that was just amazing. And, um, you know, get just to see them later in the episode was great. And, you know, of course, Frogman thanks uh and uh, he says, you know, you may, may have seen more of my kind, so uh, get the episode rolling. And then we get our first uh, look that we saw in the trailer for, of uh, Koska Reeves, played by uh, Mercedes Renato, a.k.a. Sasha Banks. I thought it was neat they he used her real name in the credits, so that's why I'm going to call her. You know it's it kind of differs how they how they handle like wrestlers and you know um, people with who use um, stage names uh, you, you remember like when Dwayne Johnson started acting I mean I think when he did oh, what was the first movie he did it was it was good um, crap <laughs> um, oh shoot times am what whatever the first time he did a movie, like he was billed as The Rock, and then you know he does a couple more movies. He's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and then finally Dwayne Johnson. Um, and then I think I think when Cody Rhodes was on Arrow, I think they built him as Cody Rhodes, but that's not his real name. Um, so yeah, um, and she and she even tweeted out like the screenshot of her name in the credits. Um, so uh, we'll call her Mercedes, but yeah, Kasker Reeves we should have figured she's a Mandalorian because you know, that's a callback to season seven that we saw earlier this year when the Mandalorians are on <clears throat> um it's not Kessel wherever they went after Kessel uh, during the Martez sisters arc and they meet up with Ahsoka you know, they're, they're wearing the cloaks over their armor so we should have figured back then well, uh, you know, some people assume she's Sabine but wasn't the right ethnicity, uh, but yeah, we should have figured. Yeah, she's Mandalorian because she's wearing the cloak. Uh, so <clears throat> the little diner, or the restaurant in the inn. I like the whole. You know. Uh, you know I, I like we we like going to the Outer Banks for vacation, so it kind of made me think of that. Uh, you know, especially when it's kind of foggy, certain times of the year, and um, uh, we went to New Smyrna Beach this past, uh, like oh, shoot, this has been a long year, and it's two thousand nineteen, and there was a uh, seafood restaurant owned by people from Massachusetts, so it kind of had that vibe to it. You know, the whole the whole Boston thing. <coughs> um, so the the like the chowder. And the fact you can order that and a good callback to the calamari flan that um Den still has it for pay, uh, for uh, currency. Yeah, that that alien gag with the, you know, the face hugger in the suit in the chatter was. <laughs> you know, I saw watched some reaction videos for other reasons, but yeah, probably had a jump scare on that. So yeah, I like the whole uh, the whole vibe here. And then we see the, you know, we get, we get Corrin. Um, what was the original character called? Um, was it Squidface? That was one of my favorite of the original Kinder figures. Um, so, you know, they, the whole thing's a trap so they can get Beskar. And it, it goes along with, like, you know, kind of the extended universe. And then it was on Clone Wars. Yeah, like, calamari are pretty noble and you know just want to do their living and the Quarren are assholes so they you know they're consistent here with that you know so they set the trap um where it looks like the mama core ate the pram and then they're trying to drown uh and this is it this is when bo katan shows up and yeah, she flew in, and you think, oh, you know, there's there's the Mando's, but that one first shot, um, like above the cage, when uh, you see her fighting the Coran, I just started smiling so much and giggling because I, I, it was her, and everything, just like with the episode, with Chapter Nine with Cobb Panth, like all the report was true, Katie Sackoff's playing Bo Katan then uh Saskia reeves and axe wolves show up so she's got a little posse um you know, you know she travels like that like she did on colon wars in, in that last season and um oh, uh, X wolves was played by simon casanadas um he I'm sh- i forgot to look up his imdb but i'm sure i've seen him before <clears throat> yeah, you know, they all did a good job. Uh, that was a cool Mando group. <clears throat> I mean, there's just so much to digest in this one scene. Um, again, the theme of our hero, the Mandalorian, you know, getting in over his head and needing help, you know, when things are looking dire. That's happened. Chapter 3, Chapter, well, Chapter 10, when the X Wing pilot showed up. And again here, so, you know, it shows he's, you know, he does as much as he can, but he still needs help. And then i got to mention, you know, when she puts out her hand to lift him out of the water, it's the same shot as the flashback where he was rescued by Death Watch as a child. So, you know, the parallel there. And you know, they, they, they go ahead and resolve the, you know, why don't Mandos take off their helmet when we've seen them do it all the time on Clone Wars and Rebels. So, you know, yeah, he's in he's a cult. So, I mean, they they explained it. And, you know, the, so that helps to tell you that the flashback when he was a child took place after Brokatan broke off from Death Watch. Which, it, at this point, if you haven't seen... Clone Wars or Rebels all the episodes are on Disney Plus, you know. To, uh, you don't even have to watch the whole series. Um, you can google like what episodes contain Mandalorian's contain Bo-Katan and just watch those. Um, that way you can get the the background. I will say everything in this episode is consistent with that because John Favreau was on Clone Wars and uh, they know the material. Um, so, yeah, we find out that Den is a child of the Watch, and I mean, great that it's explained this, you know, assuming we go three, four seasons, you know, that is explained at this point, not kind of a, you know, big reveal at the end of the series. That's pretty cool. Uh, just a beautiful shot of them taking off and the ship blowing up and then Den watching from the, um, from the docks. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, uh, it's funny Bryce Dallas Howard always has you know them, uh, uh Mando and Child stopping to eat scene. Like, you know, she did it on um, Sorgan and same here on Trask. So clearly, she likes just yeah the the dining scene. Uh, so after they, <clears throat> after they saved in from the corn again, um, you know they sit down. And this is where we find out what you could have kind of assumed because as soon as the Darksaber showed up last season and those of us who watched Rebels know that the last time we saw the Darksaber was in the possession of Bo-Katan, you know, that's when the speculation started. What happened to her? You know, why does Moff Gideon have it? My sp- my belief was, you know, when we heard the Kitty Sackoff rumors that, okay, it's probably a flashback to when he killed her and took it. Um, but no, I'm, I love that she's still, she's still around and trying to get it back. Um, but yeah, they're planning to take the retake Mandalore. So I think we're gonna you know, eventually we're going to find out more about the purge and why the Mandos are off Mandalore. Uh, it's probably under Imperial remnant control, which, I mean, if, if you extrapolate forward, that really sets up possibly an awesome final season where, Once, Uh, maybe the child is safe and he's, you know, uh, Din completed his mission of reuniting him or at least finding his people. But then sticking with him, you know, the final season is the the liberation of Mandalore. I hope that's where we go with this. You know, and the fact they're still moving... Mandalorian weapons off planet, um, and you know, you, going through Trask and other ports, I'm sure. Um, I mean, that, that would explain how this remnant surviving. Uh, you know, it's been five years since the fall of the empire, but Moff Gideon still has a, a healthy remnant left. <clears throat> and you know, like I'm trying to mention to, to Lil Han, you know, we got the remnant that became the First Order that left Chiku. And I always wondered, you know, where where are the other remnants? Uh, there's a, there's an, another remnant in Lost Stars <clears throat> um, that has isn't resolved. Maybe this is that one. Um, we don't know. But you figured there had to be other remnants, and it's bigger than what we have seen on Navarro. Um, but we get to see a gozanti freighter. We we've seen that ship before, but it's called that for the, uh, for the first time in live action and the, the frogs get to babysit, uh, the child. And as we find out he's on good behavior, he gets to watch the miracle of life and just another cute scene where he wants to keep playing with us with the baby, but he has to go. And shout out to Den for being just really polite. You know, Offers them congratulations and, you know, thanks them for watching. I mean, good job getting a babysitter on such short notice. And they're, they're gonna have to get another pram. So hopefully there's a bye-bye baby or something in space. And I mean, the, the rest of the episode is just, uh, as great as it was to see Bo-Katan, just seeing Mandalorians fight stormtroopers was just incredible. Uh this is the surreal part where you're like, holy crap, they actually did this in live action. We're not just watching an animated series, which were awesome in their own right. Uh Titus Wellover plays the Imperial Captain. Um I mean he's done so much so much stuff. The funny thing is uh, yes he was on Lost, but I saw him I remember him from Transformers Age of Extinction. Um he was one of the, uh, like, the Autobot Hunters. But uh, he did, you know, Bosch and other shows. And the, um like, the Imperial Pilots and the uh, the Squad Commander. Uh, you know, they're actors who have been on, like, Parks and Rec and on The Office and stuff like that. So, I mean, the casting for the show is really good. And, you know, you get to see, you know, you get this moment. It's like, holy crap, it's Bosch. And then, you know, if you're, like, really deep diving, you get to be, like, Oh yes, yeah, the guy from the office, that sort of thing. So, and and you know they did um, the commander in the cargo bay did make the mention uh, before, so they can rendezvous with the fleet. So that intrigued me because that means there's an entire imperial fleet out there. Um, so I hope we get to see that. I hope we get to see the the Mandalorian ship, the one where the. The wings spin around, and then they go upright so you can land. This is building to something really awesome. Also, about the Imperial officers. Are they... Like, were they around for the actual Empire and they're the holdouts? Or are the... You know, and or are some of these guys, like, new understand like the principles of the empire because you know you look at the the pilots you know and they're like freaking they're, they're freaking out because you know clearly they didn't have to deal with this before like with rebels and stuff so and then the uh the the commander uh you know like close the doors all of them which was a great moment um you know, obviously Moff Gideon is a, um, you know long time Imperial and I think Titus Welliver's character was too but you wonder like where, where where did they get the lower officers and stuff I don't know how do they recruit once the Empire itself is gone so then you know Bogatan's conversation with the captain over the comm I mean she's got a vengeful streak you know she has a clearly whatever happened during the Purge you know, has changed her and you know, that all she cares about is like retaking Mandalore with, by whatever means necessary, getting the Darksaber back so she can rule where, you know, last time we saw her in Rebels, she was kind of the reluctant leader to take, to take the sword but, I mean, now she like really wants it back. Whether that leads her to a bad end um, and, you know, who takes the throne in her place? Is it Din? Is it the child? Um, you know, this is stuff hope we hope we find out. Obviously, I don't want to see Boca Dan die, but I think that's... I don't see her retaking the throne. That's just me. Um, you know, we get Moff Gideon on a hologram. If you think about it, the first... Uh, Chapter 7, you know, he showed up in the hologram first before he arrived on Navarro. Every time he shows up in a hologram, other Imperials die <laughs> for, the, for the sake of the Empire, which was a, kind of a neat theme. Which also we get, um, like, his musical theme again. Uh, kind of that uh, crazy melodic uh, music that uh, they played when his TIE fighter arrived uh, last season. And the um like the theme during the anti Freighter takeoff and the Mando's arriving on it was pretty cool too. Ludwig Gorenson did another great job. Uh so they retake the ship. Um Mando's gotta you know, gotta leave. So hopefully we'll see Bo Katan again. But not before she you know, she drops the big one. Um Dan has to go to the city of Kaladin on the planet Corvus to find Ahsoka. So, yes, we're getting Ahsoka in live action, and there'll be time to talk about that later. Guessing that happens in two weeks when Dave Filoni directs. Or maybe we at least get a glimpse of her next week. So, we'll see. Um, I'm excited for the character to be seen. Thought the casting could have been better, but I'll, I'll save that conversation for later. Um, but, you know, once again, Din Djarin proves, uh, proves himself, you know. Like, these are deadly efficient mandos he's working with this time. And, you know, first he kind of, you can tell, despite them fighting down the hallway, that, you know, he kind of fills out of place, perhaps. But, you know, by the end, you know, he uses his own ingenuity to get them to the bridge. and You know, it's a nice contrast to his mission with Cop Vanth, where you know, he seemed to be more in control and uh, better use of the, of his technology and weapons, whereas here he's the one trying to play catch-up. Um, but, you know, he, he earned their respect, so we'll see how that pays off later. Uh, <laughs> Mon Calamari fixed up his ship, but, yeah, the, the, like, the nets and the everything was... Pretty funny. We'll see how long that decor lasts on there, um, and uh, the you know, the gag with the the deadly starfish <laughs> at the end. Um, yeah, that was a cool effect where you know you see like how he's looking at the child with all his eyes, and of course he eats it. So it's all good. He gets a snack. Uh, based on. You know, what we know, it looks like next week he's going back to Navarro, maybe to get reinforcements, maybe to get uh, the ship repaired. Uh, So he's going to see Grief and Kara. And so it sounds like a pit stop before he heads to um, Corvus. Uh, But we'll talk about that next week. Um, Again, just a surreal, great episode that a lot of us have been waiting for. And again, if if you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels, you know just find out which episodes you need to watch to catch up on the Mandalorians, and um, hope you enjoy. Uh, But thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for listening to uh, Little Hans' commentary too. Uh, He always he always appreciates his listeners, and I I do as well. Um, But you can follow us on social media at Radio Dakar, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, All the previous Radio Dakar episodes, all the reviews. Um, cast member interviews are on most major podcast platforms, Anchor, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast. Uh, but until next week, uh, well, we've got the Star Wars Lego holiday special too. So, uh, we'll probably have an extra review coming up, uh, but we'll be back here for more Mandalorian until then. May the force be with you.